Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist and now a health coach based in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. I started this podcast in 2020 to help you live a better life. Today, it's an episode you don't want to miss if you've battled depression, anxiety, or obesity because Carrie Mann will inspire you with his simple diet and his weight loss, more than 100 pounds. His daughters have even adopted it and they've reversed serious conditions. You'll get to meet him right after this. I'd like to introduce you now to a piece of property outside of downtown Little Rock that is one for the books. Built in 1885, it is Marlsgate. It is a beautiful, sprawling Greek Revival property where you can host your next unique event at this treasure. I can help you with that. I've known the Talbot family, who is just the third owners of Marlsgate. Yeah, go back in time, 1885, the Dorch family, David Gardner then had it, and then Martha Ellen and Bo Talbot bought it in 2017, and they've really restored it to mint condition. It is their home, guys. So when you host an event there, it, we don't call it an event center because it, it's not. It, it It's their home, but they open their home so you can have Christmas teas, or I'm hosting a cocktail party there in December, or weddings, or, oh, they had a fabulous birthday party for a girl who maybe the the host lived in New York and the recipient lived in LA. It was, you know, both coasts kind of got involved, flew to Arkansas, had an affair to remember. I mean, if we're going to go back and use movie titles, and I can because it's my podcast, but I'm telling you, it is that type of impressive property. Reach out to me. I can show it to you or go to their website, marlskate.com. Our friends over at Akles Carpet One need you to know something. They've added a couple of words to their name, not family members' names, but nouns. <laughs> I love going back on grammar. It's now Akles Carpet One floors and cabinets. You need to know that because we've always said that Akles Carpet One was the flooring headquarters for the entire state of Arkansas. And those of you that even come from outside the state because they beat the big box store prices. And I repeat, they beat the big box store prices. But the thing you need to know is now they're doing that with cabinets. That's right. That means your remodel that you thought, who are we going to call Akles Carpet One? Because they've got floors and cabinets. And with their special that's happening right now, install before the holidays and save 50% store wide. That right there is the carrot that will dangle, that will get you to think, I'm pulling the trigger. This is something you need for Christmas. Your family wants. Think about the holidays. You would have brand new flooring. It might be new carpeting. It might be the new luxury vinyl plank, the LVP, which is kind of all the rage because of its durability and its cost. But they have it all at Akles Carpet One. Check them out. Find them online. Check out the sales. You'll be a customer for life. AklesCarpetOne.com. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. 
Okay, everybody, this is a combo guest in that uh, passion for the homeless and a passion for cheese. Well, meats, you know, animal-based, a carnivore. So, Carrie, tell me how you got where you are now and why this is your mission in life and who you're trying to help. Sure. So, 170 days ago, I found the carnivore diet and um, awesome. completely completely changed my life forever. I'm down 100 pounds since my heaviest. I, I didn't lose all of that on carnivore, though. I lost most of it on carnivore. I did keto uh, before that. Yeah, which is a first know. cousin to carnivore. Right. You know, it's cutting was, out the carbs and the crap. Right. Yeah, I say keto's like uh, white belt and carnivores like brown belt. And then you have lion diet, which is a whole other thing. That's, that's your then black I'm belt. Not, then I'm not a black belt because I, I <laughs> have you tried the lion diet? Have you considered it? On day 90, I interviewed my inspiration, the man that told me about carnivore diet. And he told me, Carrie, I just hit day 900 of doing lion diet. And I was like, oh my goodness, I can do this for 10 more days. So from day 90 to day 100, I was going to do lion diet, which is just beef, salt, and water. And yeah. I did it. I felt amazing. And I continued to do it for 60 more days after Really? That. Yeah. Um, who Who is your inspiration then for carnivore? He's a man named Dante Ferrigno, and he has a YouTube channel. It's called Ferrigno Freedom. And I, I'd done keto on and off for years, but I was in horrible shape. Well, just over 170 days ago, before I started carnivore diet, I had um, I, I was very much overweight, but I also had just crippling depression, anxiety, IBS. I had inflammation horribly in my elbows, in my back. And the worst part of it was that just had me desperate was I had inflammation in my right foot for 18 months. I went in and they thought, oh, you, you've got gout. And they gave me all these meds for gout. Wow. That didn't help. They upped the meds. They changed the meds. And finally, I, I saw three different foot specialists. And I'm not exaggerating. It, 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 was, it felt like a fractured bone. Every time I'd step down on it, I was, I was wincing. And I just I didn't do anything for like a year. I couldn't hardly walk around. It hurt so bad. And um, that, that, that got me desperate. And so I was doing research and trying to find things. And I found this YouTube video. It's this man, Dante from Frigno Freedom. He had a YouTube channel and he was very much overweight and he had IBS and he had a lot of the same issues I had. And he didn't look very healthy. And he said, I'm just starting this lion diet, which is just a more extreme version of carnivore, just eating animal products, only no vegetables, no fruit, nothing else. And uh, I'm going to see if it, it helps me. He said, ultimately, I'm doing this for me and my family. And it really resonated with me. He just seemed like a really nice guy. Uh, but I was cynical. And I'm like, this is crazy. You can't just eat only meat. And I noticed his video was from two years prior. And I was with my wife. And I was like, there's no way this guy is still eating meat two years later. Let's fast forward and look at his most recent <laughs> video. And so we did that. And I didn't even recognize the man. Complete transformation, lost all the weight, but even beyond the weight, you could see all of the other things. He had this, this smile, this glow, his whole demeanor and everything changed. And uh, that was when I was like, I, I still thought carnivore was crazy, but I'm like, there is something to this. But I, in my head, I'm like, this Dante guy, he's an outlier. There's, there's something weird with him or something going on. So I started doing more and more research and I'm kind of obsessive that way. So I really went down a rabbit hole. I found Dr. Ken Berry uh, yeah. and I watched probably a hundred of his videos and I still he, he's was fabulous. He is. Yeah. Uh, 
I was still cynical and I'm like, what is this guy selling? Dr. Barry, in one video, he was talking about how bacon is good for you. I'm like, yeah. this guy's insane. What is he talking yeah. about? And he's doing some sort of angle. Then I came across a video. Now, I, I had so many ailments. I didn't even mention half of them. I also had sleep apnea for years. I had to put a CPAP machine on, strap this thing around my face just just to get enough air. And I'd stop breathing hundreds of times throughout the night. Um but I never, I never had type 2 diabetes. I think I was probably close. Dr. Barry did a video on type 2 diabetes, and I just happened to watch it, and then I was reading the comments. It had like a million views. It was called Reversing Type 2 Diabetes, and almost every one of the comments, comment after comment was, Dr. Barry, you changed my life. You saved yeah. my life. Yeah. 10 years of going to my traditional doctor and in 10 minutes, this video has helped me reverse things. And they were listing like facts, like my A1C was this, now it's this. I lost this many pounds. I was like headed for a mobility scooter and now I'm running around and jogging. And I was like, all these people can't be lying. There has to be something to this. And yeah, so I, I jumped in and decided to try carnivore. Here's what I did too, because people are like, I still can't wrap my brain around eating only meat. Because that's all I've done. I've had nothing else. I haven't had one fruit, one vegetable in 170 days. It's only been animal <sighs> products. Beef, butter, bacon, eggs. And then for 60 days, I did just beef and water. And I stopped doing that a little while ago. I can tell you more about that. But um, the way I wrap my brain around it was this. I didn't say, I'm going to eat meat only for 30 days. I said, I'm going to do a simple elimination diet. I'm going to get rid of all of that other garbage for 30 days. The sugar, the seed oils all the processed food, the food dyes, um, that was pretty much just eating meat only. But positioning it that way in my brain, I always tell people, it's kind of a good way to do it because who can't get on board with getting rid of all of that inflammatory I mean, food? If there's a food pyramid that we need to abide by, you just mentioned it. But as we know, there's no money in that. So the federal government won't get behind it. And it, it's really how we should be raising our kids is getting hmm. uh, grain, those wheats, wheat, especially because we know it's poison now yes. um, and some other grains that bother people. <clears throat> but no one, no one wants to say that. You've seen the meme that says um, there's a box of cereal, there's Pop-Tarts, there's a can of fruit, orange juice. It says when you start eating a meat diet or an animal-based diet, those people think that we're crazy and that that's that we're, we're some outliers because mm -hmm. they're the ones they think, well, this is what you should be eating. You should have orange juice at breakfast. We're saying no. In fact, I'm a intermittent faster. I'm saying you shouldn't have breakfast. Yes. Right. You, your point about the children too. That's something that really, really gets to me. Um, I've been very fortunate over the last 160 days. So I'm a YouTuber. I've been doing YouTube for like eight years, but mostly about our homestead. I'm talking about our homestead on our channel. And on my day 30 of carnivore, I'm like, I'm going to just do one carnivore video to tell people about my story because this is just amazing what's happening to me. So I mentioned a few of the things being down 100 pounds, but honestly, if I was 200 pounds heavier than I am now, I would still be doing carnivore for all of the other off-scale victories. Depression and anxiety is completely gone. I was on every SSRI for years. Horrible, horrible depression. Um, my sleep apnea, completely gone. And the crazy thing with the sleep apnea was it happened to me in the first couple days of doing carnivore diet. And it's not, people are like, oh, that you're, you're exaggerating. If you go out and do the research, Dr. Jordan Peterson 
has been doing lion diet for over five years now. His daughter has as well. He's got a big testimonial he did on Joe Rogan. And that was one of the things he said. In the first week, I stopped snoring. And since I did my 30-day update video, I've done many more. I've been very fortunate. So I've actually had Dr. Ken Berry on my channel. I've had Dr. Chafee. I've had Dr. Dr. Philip Ovadia is coming on in like Uh, a week, heart surgeon. He's fabulous. Yeah. Dr. Kiltz, Dr. Hampton. So I've had all these guys on here and I've been learning so much. But the the sleep thing is so huge. I I think sleep is one of the most important things. And I say this to people and I tell people this and they're just like, I get eight hours, I'm good. I think you can get 20 hours of sleep and it doesn't matter unless you're getting that deep regenerative sleep. And on carnivore diet, the sleep has been worth the price of admission alone. I jump out of bed. I'm getting up earlier and earlier. and My energy is just going on forever. But more importantly, I got rid of my CPAP machine. And with a, a lot of people might not know this with a CPAP machine, it'll actually tell you how many times you you um, stop breathing throughout the night. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Oh. Yeah, I was doing it hundreds of times. And when I started doing carnivore, you could just see the numbers. They just they came down like right away. And it happens for everybody. And the sleep doctor that I went to, I went in and I did sleep studies. Um, and he told me, listen, you're just you're way overweight. You're going to have to lose 80 pounds, 100 pounds, whatever, to get down there before you stop snoring. That was partially true. But what he didn't tell me was a lot of people, a big reason they snore isn't just because of their weight. It's inflammation. Inflammation. Oh. And that inflammation. Around the trachea and some other things just from being inflamed. Yes. Just through the airway. And Lisa, this is a crazy thing. So I stopped snoring in the first couple of days. Dr. Jordan Peterson did a week. I've heard many other people say this. My wife started carnivore diet and she was snoring horribly. And I re- this is kind of creepy, but I have her permission. I actually showed this on my YouTube channel. I recorded her snoring at her worst. I'm like, just look, I just want you to know you're doing this. Yeah. And I believe this is simply from inflammation and the foods you're eating. So wow. she started doing carnivore and I recorded her. And the first night I recorded her, she was snoring really loud and hard. The second night, it was about 80%. The third night, 50%. The fourth night, 20%. Fifth night, no more snoring at all. She was sleeping so peacefully. In four nights. In four nights. Yep. It was just inflammation. And for years, I snored for years on a CPAP machine. She snored for years. When you're snoring like that, your body's not regenerating. Your your immune system's weak. It affects everything. Your hormones, your whole day shot. And so many sort of downstream effects from having that bad sleep. But that, that was one message I've been trying to tell people. If you're snoring, just try an elimination diet. Try it for a week and see what happens. A lot of people within happens. a week can go away. You know, you know, it's paradoxical about the whole meat thing. <clears throat> I have a client right now, a type 2 diabetic, who has gout. And of course, gout used to be the rich man's disease like 100 years ago, right? Now we're knowing, we know, and they thought a high meat diet contributed to it. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I I told my client yesterday, in fact, I said, uh, get off all oxalates, you know, remove them. And I said, replace it with meat. And he's saying, but my wife says I have to have salads. And I went, no, you don't. Because <laughs> he said, but with the gout, I thought it was from, you know, this excessive, you know, rich man's diet of uh, beef tenderloin and pork and whatever. I went, no, it's the opposite. So it's so interesting that you're saying that, that it actually does eliminate gout. It doesn't perpetuate it. It eliminates it. Why is that? I, do you know the science behind that? Because that's really interesting. I don't know enough about gout. I know there's a uric acid component and those people are usually type 2 diabetic or pre-diabetic. 
um, Drop Acid is a book by David Perlmutter that is really fascinating about this concept. But do you think you can explain that, how meat actually helps eliminate gout? Yeah, I, I probably can't explain it as well as some others. Like, um, not to not to send people somewhere else, but Dr. Barry has an amazing video yep. about gout that gets okay. into the science more. I think it's in large part inflammation. That's the oh. other thing is inflammation is – every everyone out in the world should be worried about inflammation. When people see me and my results, they're like, oh, that's great. You lost 100 pounds, but you're probably going to have a heart attack. And meanwhile, their body's full of inflammation. And if you have poor metabolic health and you're eating sugar and carbs and you're pre-diabetic and your body's inflamed, you're six times more likely to have heart disease than if you have like a slightly higher LDL number. Everybody only I, talks about LDL and no one thinks about it. It's that science and facts with the Ken Berry's videos about cholesterol are the most telling. I send those out more than anything else. I send out to the net, my naysayers yeah. because the people say, but my cholesterol and I go, don't just zip it. Right. Because unless you're looking at your inflammatory markers. So let's talk. I don't care about your cholesterol because as Ken Berry says, you want a healthy cholesterol so your sex hormones communicate. Yes. So you're, you have vitamin D. The things that keep me alive yes. are the fact that my uh, my total cholesterol is 250. My ratio isn't great, but my fasting insulin is the lowest my provider's ever seen. My C-reactive protein is 0.17. It needs to be under one. Now, some people say it needs to be under two. No, I'm saying it needs to be under one. I say your fasting insulin needs to be under, you know, four or five. So tell me about some of those are the markers that we need to look at to see if you're at risk for having a cardiovascular disease. And Dr. Ovedia will explain all that to you too, because he talks about it. I mean, he really, he really knows the science. Yeah. So tell me what some of your markers were that have been reversed. Yeah. Well, here's the one thing I've, I feel a million times better. Right. I'm about That's to hit yeah, I'm about to hit six months. And some of the advice I've heard is when you start carnivore, you should give it about six months because your hormones will fluctuate and everything will change. Yeah. I even heard someone say, like, if you go in at four months and get all of these tests done, and then you go in a day later and a day later and a day later, you're going to get drastically different results until you're wow. kind of in homeostasis. So okay. I, I haven't had extensive testing done yet, but um, just anecdotally <laughs> from myself, knowing my body for so many years, just everything feels better. The sleep is better. The weight is down. Um, the mood is better. The inflammation, my foot and elbows is gone. One of the biggest things that changed too is the, the brain fog. Oh, that was something I knew I had a little bit of brain fog before, but as the people have been saying, um, when you're in the fog, you can't see the fog. I didn't no. know how deep in the fog I was before. I'm thinking so much more clearly now, um, now that I'm out of that, that fog, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about one influence. Uh, Peterson, obviously, Jordan Peterson, uh, Michaela Peterson. Uh, fascinating what they've seen. And it goes with the science because, okay, there's, I'll give it. <clears throat> you and I may have anecdotal responses, right? You know, because I'm not in the lab. I'm not a rat in a lab. But Dr. Chris Palmer in his book, um, Brain Energy, at least talks about the keto diet and how depression is cured by eliminating and it's eliminating the crap. Right. And so we're talking about processed foods. We're talking about alcohol. You know, I'm sorry. We're talking about sugar, we're talking about 
a lot of times conventional dairy. It just depends, you know, how sensitive you are to things. So the fact that you, you said, Carrie, you cured your depression with carnivore expound on that. That is fascinating. Yeah, that's, that's been life-changing for sure. I've had horrible depression, uh, crippling anxiety for years. I never would have done a call like this with you. I used to, I'd have a lunch break on my job. I'd have phone calls with clients in the afternoon and I would literally be on my lunch break. Like if I just swerve off and just lightly crash into this tree, I can get out of doing this phone call because the anxiety was just so bad. Um, I was on every antidepressant SSRI for years. And those were horrible. I, I, I was at one point where at our old house, um, we had this little workshop attached to our garage. There's no windows in it. I used to just go sit down there for hours because I couldn't be near my family. I was just such a miserable, depressed person. And isn't that interesting how you went to a dark room when sunlight is so, in fact, before this interview, we're recording at 7 a.m. And it's a time of year where the sun, our sunrise is getting a little later. But before I even saw you, because I'm in a dark room, I had to get sunlight in my eyes to signal my circadian rhythm to make my morning cortisol. But in that interesting, in the depressed state, you avoided sunlight still. And right. I know you're avoiding your family, but in a dark room, that's the last place I want to be now. And I'm sure you are this, I mean, you're in a glass room right now. Right. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. It's one of the things I've learned on carnivore is it's, well, it's myself personally, I, so many things I did were completely the opposite of what I should have been doing. And so many things I was told before were the completely opposite of what I should have been doing. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was such a dark, dark place. It's, if people haven't experienced depression, I always encourage people to, to be more kind to people that are depressed mm. because a lot of times people be like, well, you just got to go out and get a walk to take a walk. You'll feel mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Walk it off kind mm-hmm. of thing. And mm-hmm. you can get to such a dark place where you can't stand up and you can't mm-hmm. do anything. It's debilitating. And, yeah. So I, I sought help for it. I was at a point where I was suicidally depressed. Mm. Um, I, I got medication. I went to a doctor and they're like, well, we know you're suicidally depressed. We can give you this medicine, but this one might work. This one might not. And it's going to take three months before it's even going to take Wait, effect. And some of them even have suicide ide- ideation as a side effect. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it's I, insane. I mean, what a it's slap insane. in the face to somebody mm-hmm. who's fighting for their life when really a doctor, you can save money by getting off the medicine. Of course, this is not medical advice. We're just saying you seek the right. advice of your healthcare provider, but and incorporating meat into your diet. I mean, it sounds so simple that it it's almost laughable. Yeah. And in retrospect, it's just, it's crazy to me because that would that was the solution. So they put me on the SSRI. I did it for three months. Did like nothing. They're like, well, let's up the dosage. Did like nothing. Well, you, up the and dosage. And you gained weight. And I gained weight. Yes. And it, it, by around like month six, I wasn't necessarily suicidally depressed anymore, but I was completely emotionless, just like a zombie, just right. barely That's going through I've life. Heard. No ups, no downs, nothing. Gaining weight and just didn't really care about anything. Um, yeah, so I did all of that for years. Then I found the keto diet years and years ago, and that was the only thing that put a little dent in and slightly helped. Yeah. And yeah. I, I love keto. I have I had good success on keto. But for me, I still had a lot of the issues and ailments, and it probably because of the way I was doing keto. I joke around with people now. I'm like, you know, when I started, because I did keto even 10 years ago, I was like, when I started keto, we didn't have all these fancy keto snacks and keto ice cream and all the stuff that you guys have. But now in retrospect, I'm like, 
those things are horrible for no. you. Those mess me up so bad. You go to Costco or whatever, like, oh, it's keto friendly. Let's throw okay. the cars. We need to break this down for people. It's the seed oils that they use for binders yes. typically. Now, I, I don't, I guess a Lara bar would be, I'm trying to think of some things maybe that have no seed oils that are just raw ingredients. There just aren't too many, but people, ha- buyer beware, caveat yeah. emptor, buyer beware and know that the seed oils are as corruptive to mm-hmm. your body than anything. When's the last time do you think you had a seed oil? Uh, 171 days ago. <laughs> Haven't had any so, on carnivore. Wow. So the, you're not eating out at restaurants then? Oh, I guess I should be careful. Yeah. I, I do hard. go out to restaurants and I, I try to be so careful, but I'm Me sure too. I've probably had some there. I Me tell too. people when I go to a restaurant, like I'm allergic to seed Me oils. Too. I'm allergic. To, give me a piece yeah. of meat on fire. Nothing, no, no seasonings yeah. or anything. But yeah, they still slip through sometimes. I've had a couple times where I'm like, oh, I don't feel good. It must have been that, that steak you, I ate at a restaurant. You could tell the difference. Yeah, for sure. Quickly too. Um, with what uh, I saw an interview or a meat. Uh, no, it was a little post somebody had the other day. They were asking all these carnivores, you know, what's your drug of choice? You know, what's your favorite? And some people are like, prime rib, beef tenderloin, New York strip, ground beef. We are, my husband and I are on a beef brisket. So you can get ground beef brisket burgers. So the fat is really high. Yeah, It sears really well in an iron skillet. It almost gets crunchy. Mm, My mouth's watering because the fat will crisp up and we even put butter on it. Mm. And it is, I would say we, I was always, um, Anthony Chafee is the one I think who got me really looking at the ribeyes or Dr. Kiltz, maybe Dr. Kiltz is a big ribeye man. So mm-hmm. I did ribeye for a long time. Um, I always thought I was beef tenderloin, but now y'all the cheaper the meat. <laughs> now the, there's a cheapest meat is just ground beef. But if you can find ground brisket burgers, have you tried that yet? Uh, no, but I want to now. My mouth is watering. I haven't yeah. tried that one. I've had brisket, and- but not in a burger. Yeah, ground brisket burger. So think about the fat content. Oh. The the risk sometimes in a ground beef, sometimes people, well, I don't know if we feel that way. We used to say to stay away from it, I guess, because we were afraid of the fat in it. But now we want more fat. Yes. That's the other thing. We're marginalized when we grow. If, if you go to a conventional, now I do have uh, farmers who help, you know, that can buy from now. But if I'm in a place where I have to, let's say buy from Walmart, everything will say 90%, 90, 10, you know, 85, 15. I'm like, no girl, (laughs) I'd love 50, 50, but you can't find it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. right. So what, what's the fattiest ground beef that you can find? Um, I think 70, 30, maybe. Yeah. I think Anthony Chafee or someone said you can now ask, you can even ask your butcher. Can you add more fat to that? Yeah. Fat and, is so important. I, it's funny. You mentioned Dr. Kiltz. I was very fortunate. He came on my channel a couple of weeks ago and he oh, said, he's, Carrie, so dear. he's amazing. He, he said, Carrie, it should be called fativore, not carnivore. He's like, if you just <laughs> ate, but it, it was a good yeah. point. Cause I didn't think about this. He's like, if you just ate strict meat with no fat in it, you would end up like dying. You wouldn't make it. It's the uh, fat that's doing it for yeah. you. I was like, wow, I never really thought about it that way. I feel so much better too when I'm getting fat. 
And uh, the, the cholesterol well, you mentioned earlier, yeah, I, I'm not a doctor either, of course, but I feel like there's a deficiency in people having cholesterol over the whole world. People need more of it. They're doing the opposite. It's been demonized so long because a lot of people have said to me, Kiri, this is great. You lost all this weight. You overcame depression, anxiety. You're feeling better. But that's just because you got rid of sugar and seed oils. And I don't think that's true. I think that's a good part of it. Those it seed oils are horrible. But the other part of it is meat's been demonized for so long. I also have a heart condition and I was always avoiding it because I've been told my whole life it's going to clog your arteries. You're going to have a heart attack. Yes. Everyone avoids it. And I think that's why we have a lot of men in the world. They're getting testosterone replacement therapy. Absolutely. Sadly, a lot of young teenage girls. I have triplets plus one. I have four girls. So younger. <gasps> you have triplets? Yeah. Oh how old so, are they? I'm sorry. I love babies. How old are they? They're 16 now. And my oldest <laughs> just, just turned 18. Yeah. They're all driving now. And a, a and couple of them are crazy. Driving me crazy. Yeah. yeah. A couple of them are carnivores now too, which is a whole other story. But, um, but yeah, young girls are getting, they're getting um, hit in puberty earlier and earlier. Everyone's wondering why. It's cholesterol is, uh, when you get fatty meat, your cholesterol goes up. It balances your hormones. And I think that's what helped with my depression, anxiety, sleep. It's like everything. So I, I think a lot of people are just deficient in that because it's been demonized for so long. We've been told to do the opposite for so many years. Well, let's talk about your girls just a minute because um, a younger generation is obviously TikTok influence. And the Kardashians tell people to eat crickets and plant burgers. And we're mm. saying, you want to wreck your hormones? You want to never have children? Right. You know, you, you want to compromise your ovarian integrity? Go ahead, eat a cricket. You yeah. know, but do you, do you want to be fertile someday? Do you, do you want to avoid acne? All these young girls carry with uh, acne and it's the crap they're eating. Yes. You know, it's the drive-through foods, obviously. It's the packaged foods, but it's also their avoidance of, because meat has been demonized. Yeah. And now, if you noticed, there is now a push, because alpha-gal is, alpha-gal is the tick-borne disease that prevents, gives somebody an anaphylactic-like reaction to meat for a period of time. It, it can be 10 years and you can outgrow it. It It is life-threatening. Well, they're noticing that people who took a certain jab in their arm, mm. it may, may, there's some connection with alpha-gal and there's an uptick, pardon the pun, in alpha-gal, but now they're saying, oh, but it's the meat we have to stay away from. Yeah, it's always like, the meat. No, we're like, maybe it was that thing you put in your arm. <laughs> right. But right. yeah, so it's it's so important that your girls, they need their own YouTube channel. They need <laughs> their own social media because we need somebody to raise the banner high to eat meat at a young age yes. so that girls aren't. I'm telling you, there's an epidemic of cystic acne. And that is absolutely, it's everything from insulin resistance. It is something with an imbalance of their hormones and their ovaries and all the things, but we, we need them to be big mouths about it. I've got a suggestion for a Christmas gift, and that is by going to dogtalktv.com, dogtalktv.com, and buying some of the books there that will benefit the local rescues in Arkansas. And there's some other rescues they help as well because the author of many of the books, Pat Becker-Wallace, lives in Little Rock, but she has 
Oklahoma ties, and some of these books do benefit the rescues that are there. And when I say that, there's a difference between the dog rescue and the dog shelter, okay? And let's go over the basics. And that is the shelters often get city and county funds to keep their doors open, right? Keep the lights on. The rescues don't. And the rescues often have a policy, or these do, that they are no-kill shelters. So you are benefiting them. And plus, you'll love the books. My granddaughters love the books. I've given them to um, some of the charities here in central Arkansas where they're housing families um, for their libraries. Everyone needs these books. And you know you're buying books that benefit a great cause. Go to their website now, buy some of the books, know you did something good for your community and especially here in central Arkansas for us, dogtalktv.com. Let me share with you some facts about David's Burgers you might not know about. Now, the facts that you do know about is that the Bubba's family uh, has been running this great operation for the 10 years that they've been open. They've been in the burger business a long time, and they started David's Burgers in honor of the patriarch of the family, Mr. David Bubba's. So they've got the 10 locations. They've been open for 10 years. But here's something you might not know. You can buy the dry-aged prime beef in the freezer section when you walk in. Yeah, isn't that cool? So the delicious hamburgers that you get, and that's the ground beef. Obviously, they don't sell that, but they have steaks available, and it is oh so good. I know I've done it several times, and just even mentioning it reminds me I'm going to put it on my iPhone calendar for today to run over there because the 10 locations have them. But also, let me tell you that as you're planning your holiday parties or that maybe there's a birthday party, I think you ought to have a burger bar. They do that at David's Burgers. They cater. They can come cater your business. They can come cater at your home, wherever it is. But who doesn't love the burger bar? All the toppings. And of course, they're known for their French fries. So check them out. Go see them. They're closed on Sundays, reminding you to worship with your family. DavidsBurgers.com. I love what you're going to love this, Lisa. So my, well, you're going to love part of this. Uh, One of the triplets, Emma, she was very sadly and horrible parenting on my part. Uh, she's vegetarian and then vegan for many years. And I tried I, to I have I, one here. Okay. I mean, I I'm like, it. this is a phase. She's not going to do it. And this kid just kept doing it and doing it. And her health declined, yeah. declined. She was acne, um, weakness. Like she come home from school and at like five 30, she'd be I'm like, why are you laying in bed at five 30? Just exhaustion, fatigue, uh-huh. all the things uh-huh. you're describing. Horrible acne. She uh-huh. went from being a vegan five years. She did this for five. I, I feel so horrible that I allowed this to continue going on for so long. I'm like, she's going to come around. She's going to come around. I couldn't stop her. No, you can't stop them. Yeah. She did it for five years. She saw me doing carnivore and around like day 40 or 50, she tapped out and she did a full, complete reversal. And she's like, she wasn't even like, I'm going to do keto, which is what I suggest. I'm like, you can't jump in from yeah. doing vegan to carnivore. You should do keto, bone broth, like ease into it. She's like, okay, yeah. dad, I will. And she didn't listen to me again. She jumped 100% into carnivore. And it's been amazing. She, complete reversal. She's a full-on carnivore now for uh, geez, well over 100 days with me. We eat steaks together. Acne's cleared up. Face is cleared up. And to your point, which I love, I absolutely love. She's starting a YouTube channel. She's she's been right. on many of my YouTube videos and live she streams. She needs to. Huge demand. 
everyone's like, we want to hear more from Emma. My daughter's a teenager. She's suffering. They're eating all this junk food. They have the acne. Yes. They're tired. One other thing real quick, because this is just the most amazing thing that happened on Carnivore. Part of the reason I started was my, for my daughter, Lily. She's not the triplet. She's the 18-year-old. She's had, she had open... It's the singlet. Yeah. She had open heart surgery at, uh, f- at 13. And thankfully that, that, right? that all went well. Yes. Um, but mm-hmm. after the open heart surgery, she had this horrible skin condition. It's called HS. Um, that's the abbreviation for it. I can't pronounce the whole thing. Hydra. Hydra. Superditis or something. Exactly. Something <laughs> like that. I've seen it. It is, it's like a rash. Like I've never seen, they yes. welt up and oh. it, so when and she it's had painful. Her, very painful. And when she had her open heart surgery, this was the most horrible time of her life. The doctors are like, this is going to take eight hours. Me and mom were downstairs. They gave us a phone. We're going to call you when it's done in eight hours. We're sitting there. Well, two hours into it, they called us and we're like, oh my goodness, what happened? We can't Ugh. do the surgery. I'm like, why can't you do the surgery? The HS was right where they needed to cut her oh. chest open. So they had to send her home. And she, since that time, she saw five different dermatologists, thousands of dollars. We took her to the best specialist. They tried creams, injections, pills. The last one said to, uh, her, said to us, we can give her this injection, but it's going to completely shut down her immune system. This was after four years. And just like you said, Lisa, horribly painful. She came to me and her mom crying once and she's like, I just want to die. This hurts so bad and nobody's mm. helping me. I, was, I felt so helpless. And so when I started doing carnivore, I said to Lily, I'm like, I'm not, you're 18 years old now. Um, I'm not telling yeah. you just go eat meat. But I, Lily, I really think what you're eating is causing this. She also had horrible acne and she was gaining some weight and things like that. She started carnivore with me on day eight of her doing carnivore. Half of the HS on her back was gone by day 30, all of the, after five years by day 30, all of the HS is completely gone. A hundred percent gone. Acne on her face is gone. She walked out of her bedroom one day around day 20 of her doing carnivore. My wife and I looked at each other and were like, who is that kid? She wasn't recognizable. Her face was glowing. Acne was clearing up. Weight was going down. Mood was better. Her mood was so much better. And it's like, this is what it is. This is what a natural 18-year-old girl should look like. It should should, look like. Yeah. They shouldn't have acne and all of these things. That's not natural. That's not the natural human state. It's simply from the food that she was eating. So- yeah, I, I get fired up with the kids. It's so sad. This next generation of kids, none of them are going to know what it's what it feels like to be a natural, normal human being. Their body's just filled with inflammation, and the fact that we get them hooked on sugar from a young age, I really hope that maybe years from now we're going to look back and be like, "What were we doing getting kids Bro, addicted I to agree. sugar?" <clears throat> Not just sugar, um, because I, ha- I do have young clients as a health coach, birth control pills. They start yes. them younger and younger. That's the la- your body is not lacking a synthetic hormone. I can tell you that. I mean, I'm not a scientist, but I know that. And you can mitigate your hormones. Again, getting sunlight in the morning, grounding outside, eating mm-hmm. real foods. So um, this is, have you talked to Brian Sanders, the food lies guy? I haven't. Do you no. know him? Oh, no. Carrie. He's amazing. He is actually a documentarian and he is uh, you know, doing crowd funding for Food Lies. And so I interviewed him years ago and then again about a year ago. And he's really the first person that told me about carnivore. And I, I was going, wait, what? And I said, so you don't even eat chicken? And he went, no. Um, and so once you start understanding, you know, what 
Now, chickens of today, the chickens of 100 years ago or in certain parts of the world may be different. Same with the pigs. Um, eat different things. You need to look him up, though. Um, you'd really appreciate uh, everything you're saying, he says. But it, it, was it hard for you because we were taught for so long we need to eat chicken because it was low in fat um, and to stay away from bacon? So now you eat bacon, but do you eat chicken at all? Uh, very rarely, but um, I, I just, I've heard from Dr. Jordan Peterson and some others, if you stick with the ruminant animals like beef and animals that have multiple chambers, by the time they process all of their food, you're just getting the good stuff. And with chicken, if the chicken's fed grains or some weird things that it might have an That's, autoimmune disorder right. too. That's what yeah. we're afraid of, right? It's what the chickens eat. Right. So I, I do from time to time, but I mostly avoid it. But um, when I did lion, of course I didn't. I just had beef. But from time to time, I'll do chicken. But I just I feel so much better when I get fatty pieces of I steak. Mean, so and the truth is, chicken's not good. Now that we get the good stuff, uh, what, my gosh, guys, I ate chicken breast for so long, dried out, flavorless. Try to put it in a casserole, but I don't eat casseroles anymore. So I don't eat cream of chicken soup. But that's the only right. way we could eat it. So I will say, if you can find a chicken thigh with the skin on, mm -hmm. and Trader Joe's has it, and you can fry that in uh, avocado oil, it would be, it would be, I, I'm doing that this week. I'm, I'm trying it just for, because I, I was having some palate fatigue. Have you right. had that yet? I haven't, but I, I have heard others that have. Um, I just needed, a, a, in fact... Um, I was at a restaurant and I typically order, you know, let me have your hamburgers. Like, uh, I had chicken wings and I've never, I didn't even know how to eat them. They are so messy. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you like the, the, the grease in the <laughs> sauce is to your nose, your chin. It is not a pretty look, but I needed it. I wanted it because I had a little, I've had a little palate fatigue. So, um, somebody had warned me that that happens. I was like, Oh, it totally has happened to me. But I've been doing this now. I listened to Paul Saladino's book in July of 2022. Um, he doesn't yell at you when he reads his book. You know, he yells at you in his social media posts. Right. But in his book, he had a sweet voice. Um, and that's when I was like, and I, I was doing it to mitigate. Auto so that was it. And not that you care, but I'm just saying for everyone to see that we all have different reasons we come to the 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 meat trough table right. um i was trying to mitigate my vitiligo and i heard yeah. joe rogan talk about it and it has repigmented a little bit um and it's just a skin condition it's completely cosmetic there's no pain no i mean like what your daughter suffers and other people are suffering i'm not suffering it's just cosmetic um but i did do it for that reason and I kind of thought in the beginning, oh, after I repigment my skin, I don't know, I guess I'd go back to eating a salad. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad I don't have to eat a salad again. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm here, I'm going, why would I go back to a salad? Why would I go to uh, Brussels sprouts make me toot? I mean, yes. all those, <clears throat> especially cruciferous things, are they bloat you so much. Mm -hmm. Remember in the kale, because, you know, kale obviously has this really good public relations you know, team. But 10 years ago when we were all eating kale and you may not have done it, we were taking kale and chopping it up and then putting it in the oven 
and it almost tasted like popcorn. Hey, did you ever mm. try that? I didn't do that one, no, but I did have a lot of kale, spinach <laughs> stuff. Your stomach would distend mm. this big because your body is not prepared. You, you, I mean, I've said this. It's not the farting cows, people. It is the farting people. Right. Okay, that is hurting the, the ozone layer. And I, I, you would touch my stomach. I'm sorry that we have to discuss this with you, but I want people to know that mm-hmm. should have told me that that wasn't good for me, but right. oh no, the kale people said, you got to eat kale. You got to yeah. put it in your smoothie. You have to have it with lunch. You have to have a kale wrap for dinner. And I believed all that. And I was fatter than I've ever, I was, you know, overweight or insulin resistant about 15 pounds ago. And I felt bad. So Mm -hmm. I guess that's another thing, Carrie, you're explaining to people, listen to your body. Yes. If, if your body, if your daughter's HP, this, is it HP or HS? It's HS. HS. I have a friend with it. Um, If your daughter's body has eliminated HS simply by removing certain foods and introducing others, wouldn't you say that that's probably better for you despite what some health official tells you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I say the same thing. Listen to your body and just, you have to use your own two eyes with some of this stuff because in, in retrospect, some of it's so clear with Lily. I feel foolish. It's like, People eat peanuts that are allergic to them. They have an allergic reaction. She was having a reaction to the food she was eating. It's really not that complicated in retrospect. And they're throwing all these pills and injections at her. The thing that really fires me up, though, is not one of those five dermatologists mentioned nutrition. Now, if I take my dog to the vet, they're going to say, what did you feed the dog? But I take my daughter to the doctor. No questions. No questions. I'm going to start going to the vet. Right. Because you know what? I want ivermectin and I want fenbendazole. Right. I've been on a deep dive. Have you done the deep dive into ivermectin? What it does, how good it is? Because we all have parasites, aren't? I was one of the. I was probably one of the first people taking it before the big pandemic stuff was going around. Really? Because uh, you were doing it to mitigate parasites. Well, I, I heard about it helping if you end up getting COVID the, stuff. It, so. the, the thing, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Uh, well, I had the thing again this weekend. I didn't take anything for it. It was a bad, I mean, it's a really bad headache, but it was a weekend. So it worked out fine for me, but you do you people. I don't care. Um, But I have friends that take it prophylactically to keep their health in fine tune because we can't, uh, it's very common that most of us have some type of parasite and fenbendazole, which Dr. Thomas Lodi, L-O-D-I also recommends for cancer treatment. Get it uh, at you get it at the co-op or where your vet shops. So right. again, I, I'm going to start going to the veterinarian yeah. for my health care. Um, my my daughters are redhead and they are more sensitive to this planet. And her daughters are redhead, and uh, so my granddaughter has red hair and has um, sor- not psoriasis but eczema, which I've said isn't diet connected to this she goes i asked the dermatologist and the dermatologist said these words diet has nothing to do with her eczema oh night night everybody i'm done yeah (laughs) i I, I just go really because if we you know and i know medical doctors 
often take this many hours and mm-hmm. egg zero in nutrition. Some take a three hour course. Well, I've had more than that as a graduate of the Institute of Integrated Nutrition, New York, as a health coach. Right. I have more than that. You have more than that just by doing an internet because you said you do a deep dive into things. Right. You well, know more about I, I have this container. I don't have it here, but I have this container of all my pills from the last 10 years. It's overflowing. <gasps> and every one of those pills, no joke, nutrition. And not one of the doctors said anything about nutrition. It was just the food I was eating. My okay. IBS, nutrition. Acid reflux, nutrition. Inflammation, elbows, pain, arthritis, gout. All the pills I took for that, it was nutrition. Even the antidepressants they gave me, didn't need any of them. It was just nutrition. That's one of the biggest things that really gets me fired up because I suffered for so long and then it compounds and then you're taking these different meds. How are they reacting with each other? Nobody knows. They're like, oh, it's just going to be fine. But I, I want, um, I, I did the 30 day carnivore, the carnivore um, update video. I've done a bunch of videos since then and I'm doing a carnivore diet documentary because I want to get the word out oh, about this. Good. I want people that are hopeless like I was to know that this is an option. There's so many people that I, if I would have known about this 20 years ago or 10 years ago when I had that horrible depression, it would have been life changing for me. And so that, that was why I interviewed Dr. Barry and Baker and all those guys. And they're all going to be in the documentary. I, each one of them I had on the <gasps> channel is like, I don't want to put you on the spot, Dr. Barry, but I'm doing this carnivore diet documentary. Would oh, you be he'd involved? love to. Yeah. He said 100%. So I have I have all their, their buy-in. But in the documentary, the whole goal is not to say, you need to eat meat. You need to do this. It's just going to say, here's examples of real people that have right. obesity, type 2 diabetes, autoimmune disorders, depression, anxiety, women's yep. health issues, aging, doing carnivore. We're going to follow them for one year. We're going to see what happens and we're going to unbiased. If, if they fail, we're going to show you. We're going to give you the truth and we're going to Good. show you these examples Good. and you can see what happens. But if, if people take nothing else away from that, my, my end goal is I hope they take away that 99% of the issues that people have and they go to the doctor for, it's just nutrition and the doctors okay. never tell you that. And I didn't okay. know that. I just kept going and going and nice. look at your nutrition before you go to the doctor. Really think about it. I always say they can't win the trip to Cabo if you're eliminating things with nutrition. They can only win the trip to Cabo if they write this many blank prescriptions. So I've said that so many times on my podcast. I know I infuriate people, but I mean, follow the money. I mean, for the last three years, follow the money. Um, Okay. You said you stopped the lion diet. So you did it for a certain time. What was it? Boredom? No, it was necessity. So here's the craziest thing that's happened to me on carnivores. All these people keep coming to me for my 30-day video and carnivores changed my life forever. I'm overcome depression, anxiety. And it's really, it started out as just like this passion. I'm going to do a couple more YouTube videos. I've probably done a hundred carnivore videos now. And they're just, they've been really taking off. And it, it turned from a passion to more like, this is a responsibility. I need to tell more people about this. Well, long story short, I got a, this big comment on one of my videos. It was an essay. And the man said, my name is Bill. I'm from Alaska. I'm 700 pounds. I haven't left my house in four years. And it brought a tear to my eye. Like oh, he, he poured, his whole, poured his whole heart out in this comment to me on YouTube. And he, do, he did keto a couple of years ago. He had good success. But then he tried to, as his friends and loved ones told him, just go back to eating in moderation. Well, you can't eat in moderation. If you have a little bit of sugar, it's a drug. You're going to get hooked. And you, he gained all the weight back. He left me this comment on YouTube. I replied back immediately. I was like, I want to help you. We're doing this documentary. You don't have to be in it. You can privately call me. Because he said, I want to do carnivore, but meat in Alaska is incredibly expensive. 
I don't have an income. I'm on a fixed income, stuck in his house for wow. four years. He he's couldn't like, I work. He couldn't work, but he's I, like, he I want to work. He said, I want to oh. do a YouTube channel and I want to share the oh. story with people. So anyways, I commented back immediately. He never answered. He never answered. A week went by. I commented back, never answered. So I put a video up on my YouTube channel. I titled it 700 pound bill from Alaska. I want to help you. I put it up there. I told kind of the story. Well, he saw the video. He responded back to me and he said he wants to do carnivore. I said, I will help you. I got a big following on YouTube now. I'll send all my people to you if you start a YouTube channel. I was like, we'll get you your meat. So that doesn't have to be a barrier to entry. We did that. And he set up a GoFundMe and he's like, I want to just raise $1,200 so I can get like a portion of cow to last me just to start carnivore. Okay. The carnivore community is amazing. We did that oh. GoFundMe, $17,000 <laughs> in a couple days. Then that was cool, but it's like that that money's ends. Like that's not going to be forever, Bill. You need an ongoing yeah. income. So he did his first YouTube video. I did a video. I shouted him out. I'm like, everybody stop watching my channel. Go watch Bill's channel. <laughs> and he went from zero subscribers to I think he has 13,000 now. Okay, what's his name so we can follow him? Yes, please. It's Bill Knott, N-O-T-T. Okay. And he is amazing. He's, but this <clears throat> is a crazy part, Lisa. So I'm like, we're doing this documentary. I said, Bill, there's no pressure. You don't have to do this. He came to me and he said, I want to be accountable. I want to be in your documentary if you'll film me. And so we've been doing crowdfunding to pay for this. I've taken thousands of dollars out of my pocket. I'm, I'm not making a penny off this documentary. I don't want to make a penny. I think that's wow. the reason why a lot of things are screwed up in the world right now. So it's just a passion project. But um, Bill said, I want to be in the documentary. So we did this 10 hour uh, live stream and we raised funds so that I could go out and film him. So my daughter, Emma, the former vegan turned carnivore, yes. her and me went to Alaska. This was just a couple of weeks ago. I didn't even know the guy three weeks before we flew to Alaska to film him for this thing. And he's my new best friend now. He's the most oh, amazing guy. That's and awesome. we filmed him and it was, it's, he's 700 pounds. He, he's prisoner in his house for four years, but actually yeah. he's a prisoner in his bed. He can't even get up out of the bed other than to go to the bathroom, which is just this huge mm -hmm. ordeal. But he's been on carnivore now. He just hit day 40. I talk to him every single day. Good. He just hit day 40 thriving. He has a long way to go at 700 pounds. But as we were saying before, inflammation, he's like, Carrie, for the first time, my mood is brighter. For the first time, I have hope. And for the first time, when I, he has to make this trip to the bathroom, it's just, it's horrible for him every day. He can barely do it. He's like ready to fall over. He's carrying an extra 500 pounds. I don't even know how it's physically possible, but he's I like, either. when he would get done, he'd sit on the edge of the bed and just in agony, his back hurting, his knees hurting. He's like, Carrie, I sat on the edge of the bed for two hours, no pain. He's like, why is that, Carrie? I'm like, wow. Bill, inflammation. Your inflammation's going away. So he's how much he's has he lost in 40 pounds? And I know that's probably a little precipitous to ask, but what do we? What do you think? Oh, in the 40 days, I think he's, jeez. So this is the he has a traveling nurse coming in next week to weigh him. He's so big okay. he couldn't weigh himself. So he's wow. not sure, but I think he said on the last video it's probably at least. 40 or 50 pounds yeah. when you're that heavy a lot of it's water weight when you first start yeah. but he's noticing it his legs a lot of his weight is in his legs and uh, he's like incredible. when he would go to the bathroom they'd rub together and that would be painful by itself and and he's like they're not the, the inflammation's gone down so much that he can he's not feeling that that much anymore then what because you're a very slim guy how tall are you and what did you weigh and what do you weigh now if you tell people Sure. I'm 5'10", and at my heaviest, this was at a doctor's appointment. I actually have it on record. 262, 
My goal weight was to get down to 162. And that happened a couple of weeks ago, right before I went to Alaska. And wow. uh, the lion diet really helped on that because I did great on, I did good on keto, but I still had inflammation, depression, those issues. Depression was down, but I still had some of it. I have none of it on carnivore. I have no anxiety. I have fear for nothing. I, I did a video the other day and I'm like, I'm not bragging. I just want people to know, like, you deserve to feel this way where you don't have depression, anxiety, your mood is great. I have a default smile on my face before it used to be tension in my jaw. I used to grit my teeth and, and grind my teeth at night. So, um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I, I feel so much better, but yeah, I'm down a hundred pounds. When I did lion, I, I stalled for a little bit for a while. Getting down to the 162 is pretty hard. But when I started doing lion, that stall just right away. So there's, there's something to it. Now that I'm down to 162, I have to eat more though. I'm so much more hungry. It's, it makes sense. It's, I yeah, have sure. less body fat. I was burning right. that body fat for fuel. And before. you're very efficient, very efficient the way you eat. Um, now, uh, I, I, you know, I never really asked the carnivores, but I know Robert Kiltz is and others, but is there some intermittent fasting involved in that? I mean, I wouldn't think you're up because you still, even though your insulin wouldn't spike, I, I mean, I guess you wouldn't have to do that, but is there some time restricted eating in that? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's huge. I, when I was doing lion, that was one of the reasons I liked it. I would eat once a day about a pound yep. and a half of steak. And that was it. I'd go 23 hours without eating. When I was yep. doing carnivore, I would usually eat twice a day and then fast the rest of the time. There's, as you know, there's so many benefits to fasting. And one yeah. of the big things, yeah. people will come to me and be like, what about all the loose skin? Well, I have a lot of loose skin on my stomach. I don't really care. That's the least of my worries. But um, when you fast like that, it creates autophagy. And that that's one thing that can help tighten your skin up. It, it doesn't happen overnight, of course, but yeah. um, I, I feel magical. better too. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel great when I'm sure. fasting. <clears throat> now, you, you, so one of my listeners, uh, Susan there, and I think she's in New York, said, you got to find this guy. But actually, your account is Homestead How, and you help the homeless. So, you know, we've been talking 50 minutes and had me talked about your other passions. So tell me about that. Well, yeah, it's funny you say the homeless. So, well, Homestead How was mostly homesteading. Like we have a small farm here. We have chickens and goats. We actually Good. have done a couple of videos with the homeless where um, – Actually, it was at the end of the whole pandemic stuff. We I smoked up a whole bunch of ribs and we gave them out awesome. to the homeless for free. So awesome. we've done some of that. But yeah, I've mostly done homesteading videos. We had farm fresh eggs and chickens and we built goats. Right. And that's what I did videos on for years. But now it's mostly carnivore content because I'm just, I think it's such an important message. Now, Dr. Robert Kiltz does talk about Kiltz's ice cream that I haven't done yet. Have you had it? Have you made it? A lot of my carnivore friends have. I haven't tried that yet. No, but I'd like to. Because he's the one that started me on my mantra of beef, butter, bacon, and eggs. Yes. Oh, I'll um, do that. Yeah. Beef, butter, bacon, and eggs. Because it, it's funny when I go to the grocery store, you know, it, where I go, the our, our fresh market, I have some, we now have some um, pasture raised, you know, cattle that are, has its freestanding store. But before that, if I went to like fresh market and all the guys back there and their white coats with all the blood on it, cause you know, they're butchers and they ask me, you know, what, what do you need, ma'am? And I go, the fattiest meat you have, I want, cause I make my own bone broth, obviously, you know, I want your bone marrow and all that. And they'll go, well, what do you eat? Cause my husband looks like, you know, a former NFL player, a former, you know, college athlete is very, very fit. Um, 
And I said, well, we don't eat salads. <laughs> and I said, we eat beef, butter, bacon, and eggs. I mean, all the men are coming up going, can I come live with you? My wife makes me eat green beans. And I go, right. I, kale. I don't make you eat any of that at our house. Right. Come on right. over. So I always well, say I, I'm, it's the perfect woman for a man that beef, yeah. butter, bacon, and eggs. One of my favorite things, I don't know if you tried this, but my daughter, Emma, my daughter, Emma perfected this. We have it all the time. We call it the power bowl. And it's exactly what you described. It's beef, butter, bacon, eggs, all in oh. one bowl. So we'll cook up bacon in a big cast iron skillet. We'll put oh, uh, eggs brilliant. in it, scramble it. We'll do beef in another one and we'll get it nice and crusty with some butter on it and mix it all together. It's one of the most delicious, like it fills you up so good. And, and you can make a whole, we have this big cast iron skillet, so we'll make a big batch of it yeah, and just eat it too. for a couple of days. I was trying to do, my husband does one meal a day at, at lunch <clears throat> and it's, you know, beef, butter, bacon, and eggs, but I can't do it because I get full so quickly. Mm. My satiety signals are so astute now yeah. that I can have maybe two eggs and a bite of steak, but then that is not enough fuel for my five, eight, 150 pound body to get me through the next day. So for some people listening, if you have to eat two meals still doing this, don't beat yourself up. We're all different. Yes. And though that sounds delicious, what you're talking about, there's so much satiety in that. I would have to split it up. I would have to have half right. at lunch and half maybe at about four o'clock. So mine's kind of like, it's kind of the one meal a day and a snack kind of probably philosophy for the intermittent fasting crowd. Cause I know people are going, I thought you only did one meal or one meal to snack. And yeah. I, I kind of do, but sometimes if it's two meals, okay, it's okay. I mean, nobody's going to die. You're not going to yep. get arrested. It's you, you do you. And I know you feel the same way. Yeah. My daughter, Emma, for example, when she started from vegan, she's like 90 pounds. She would eat me under the table. She, because she didn't have the body fat I had to burn up. People always ask me, they're like, Carrie, I want to know exactly what you're eating. I'm like, why does it matter? What I eat now is different than what I eat a month from now, a month before. Right. My daughter Emma That's here right. is eating twice as much as me because she doesn't have the fat to burn. So, and yeah. like I said, now that I lost most of my fat, I'm eating so much more, which I don't mind. It's kind of, it's, it's well, kind of a so headache. Aff- Efficient too, your yeah. body. And that's what I kind of explained to people. I said, I want you to think of your body as the highest end Lamborghini or whatever. I'm not a car person, but whatever. You would only put the finest fuel in there. Yeah. You would keep it in the garage. You would protect it from the elements. You would get it out in the sunlight because, you mm-hmm. know, you know, and think of your body the same way of putting the finest fuel, the change the oil, all the things with the finest things. And then you start realizing that our bodies are treasures. God gave mm-hmm. us treasures yeah. and they're in human form. Okay. We're out of time, but you're, I'm going to send everybody in the show notes. We'll have um, all your social media links um, because you're YouTube famous, but your YouTube famous really, was that from the homesteading or was that from the carnivore? Mostly carnivore. I've been doing homesteading for years, but mostly carnivore. But yeah, if you could shout out the documentary, I'd really appreciate that because that's my passion is helping people through that. Tell me what that is so that people just listening right now and they're not going to show notes what that is. Sure. It's uh, www.carnivoredietmovie.com. And if you're you're just starting carnivore, we're still accepting people that want to show their story in the documentary. You can register on the site for free. Um, it's crowdfunded. So if you want to donate, you can Great. do that. We sell these compassionate carnivore t-shirts and every awesome. penny I get from everything goes to the documentary. None of it goes in my pocket. So I, I hope it goes to your pocket someday because the Bible says a worker is worthy of his wages and you're yeah. working very, very hard. And so we want you to keep the lights on there. 
uh, at the homestead. Hey, Carrie, you have a great message. Thank you for being here. Thanks for doing this today. I, I love everything. I love your passion. Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.